Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. What I seem to do at least one hour a week dedicated to real estate. When I do that, I bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Good morning. Realtor or realtor? Realtor. Or, or realtor. It's not realtor. realtor. It's not realtor. Realtor? I like the way you say that. Let's get a break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, about financing a second home. Potentially, I once interviewed at Silicon Investment, Silicon Valley Bank. And I was like, who's your customers? And they're like, um, startups. I'm like, oh, I probably should have done a little bit of a... Research before I, I talk to you guys, right? Probably. And since then, I've kind of learned. We're going to talk a little bit about Silicon Valley Bank and um, banking and the brokerage world of mortgages. We're going to talk about markets that are doing well, home equity. We're talking about rents. And most importantly, we're going to talk about the yard of the month. My homeowners association, I've got a rental property in North Carolina, which I, I think in the back of my mind was an investment property when I originally got into it. And then it really didn't go kind of like the California goes. <laughs> and there's a lot of land down there. And you kind of learn, you know, through years, like it, it, the old saying of they're not making any more land. It's, it's, it's wrong. They are. They're tearing down golf courses and putting up land. And if you own a single family home next to a golf course, uh, they could turn that golf course into 10 million rental units, not 10 million rental units, but 10,000 rental units pretty fast. And then suddenly you're like, I have this single, f- oh, I have this great view. Oh, there's no crime. Oh, it can all change on a dime kind of, so to speak. But yeah. um, so I've got a property on the East Coast and they just sent out the yard of the month, the homeowners association. So they go around and take a look at people's yards. Were you the yard of the month? No, 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 no. <laughs> but it. Isn't that? I, I, don't you? Want, I almost feel like they're patting me on the head, sending this kind of stuff out. If you live there, I, I think small town living has its value, in large part because uh, you know a, a fun night out is actually going to a potluck with your friends. So you're nice to your friends because you're no longer competing for jobs with them. They're just your friends. You're doing a potluck with them. So I like how quaint and is it colloquial, um, sending out yard of the month. I.e., take care of your damn yard, people. Um, and we're just reminding you that here's how what people do so well. And I don't know. What do you win for yard of the month? Probably nothing. Maybe a $5 Maybe Starbucks. Maybe a sign you get to stick in your yard. Uh, anyways. That's pretty. That's I know, really right? I'm, I'm showing, them, I'm showing yeah. them some of these yards. But also, when you look at some of these pictures back of North Carolina, you're like, wow, the construction's not very good. Yeah, and they put those up pretty quickly. Like, where's the trees? This whole neighborhood has no trees. Yeah. They're like, you see the trees and they're teeny tiny. And in 30 years from now, they're going to be 
quite nice. It's an interesting golf course community. I've seen the house. It reminds me of that um, Flintstones episode where Fred and Barney are going to Rock Vegas. And they're driving through the desert and they come across this teeny tiny little creek in the desert. And it says, and Fred looks to Barney and goes, it's not much now. Hey, hey, buddy, it's not much now. But I hear in a million years, it's going to be quite grand. (laughs) So they're crossing the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And it's just a trickle of a stream at that point in time. There's no canyon. Okay, I don't need to explain this. Do you think our kids would even understand Flintstones? No, not really. I think I've tried to show my kid a couple of the old cartoons and this doesn't make sense. Like Tom and Jerry, they're just beating each other up. Which, yeah, which is great. (laughs) If you want to teach your kid how to be a sociopath, you want him to become the next Dexter. That's the way to do it. So anyway, I think what I was trying to bring up is that, um, oh, even in the desert, like homeowners associations, things like that. It's not much, but here in a million years. Um, I missed the Flintstones. You heard about that that community in um, I can't remember where it was, but they they're built around a golf course, and they had a fee for water, and the water fee went up. And they said, okay, so it's a thirty five dollars extra a month per household, and they voted against it, and then the golf course closed. So now they they're no longer on a golf course, and and then the owner of the golf course burned down his his um, clubhouse, and now it's just trash. And overgrown weeds, and um, that's kind of what you get. So you, you you inherit a lot of responsibility when you go into an HOA. Um, get involved. That's what I can recommend. Oh, definitely get involved. Isn't it funny? Like the difference perspective of twenty years. Back in my early twenties, when I was living in someone else's place, when I was renting someone else's place, the homeowners associations. They're and, it, and it, it's it's cliche. They're House Nazis? Is it too soon to do Hitler jokes again? Or can I get back to Hitler jokes or Nazi no. jokes? But the homeowners association, they're kind of evil companies. Now you're look, now I look at them as they're my partners. And they're sending out mm-hmm. cute little emails to me saying, hey, look at the yard of the month. And I do want my tenants to weed and feed, so to speak. And I know you're saying weed. You want them to grow weed in the backyard? No, 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 no. Um, it's, too, it's tough to explain. So take care of the grass. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Hey, look at my gardener. It's Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. And look who's uh, watering the, the, the plants in back. It's Willie Nelson and Woody Harrelson. Who else is famous for smoking marijuana? Oh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Sure. Snoop Dogg's, uh, he's at the post office. Or he's dropping off some packages. So anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about? You listed quite a few pretty good stories. Um, I like the one about the 13.3%. Home equity. Home equity increased the United States over the last quarter. That seems too which is much. like $1 trillion. Okay. Um, and that kind of ties into the whole equity lines are increasing by about 18%. So more equity lines from the previous year. Uh, even though that some of the interest can't be uh, deducted, the rates are averaging about 5.9. Then people are still going after these equity lines. I mean, and, and it, it all makes sense. Your house is growing. It's cheaper than getting personal loans, which... Uh, you know, if you want to get a set of windows, you're not going down to the bank and getting, you know, it can range between four and 20%, and you'll probably end up at like eight, nine, 10. You're not using a credit card. You're going to get an equity line. And that's what people are, even though you can't write off the interest. So uh, it's making a lot of sense, but it, I, it's just too easy. I think as interest rates get higher, 
uh, loans are a little bit easier to get, especially with the, you know, banks are looking for opportunities for volume right now. Um, mortgage origination is down so far, and they're just going to push, push, push what people think is easy. And that's what an equity line is. But it can be dangerous. How dangerous? Well, are we it, talking like swimming with a python? Uh, yeah, yeah. The great, you know, Jaws. Um, I spell my name. Getting out of danger. an equity line. A lot of people don't realize it's a cash out transaction. Um, some people overextend. Some people use it thinking they're going to pay it back and then keep running it up um, mm. like a credit card. And then they, or they get used to the 10 years of interest only, and then it resets or recasts and they get stuck with the higher payments uh, with no kind of exit strategy. So I'd be really careful and do a lot of planning and research before you get into one. For me, the big thing is a home equity line of credit kind of assumes better performance. Like mm-hmm. you're borrowing the money at a cost. You're, you're selling your home at a cost. You're selling a chunk of your home. You're selling some of the equity in your home. You're getting it out. Yep. You have to pay it back. Let's, let's say it's, the cost is 4%. So I think the problem is a lot of people think they can beat 4% when they start. Like, I'm going to go put in more real estate. And they yeah. put it into a car that depreciates 20% the moment you drive it off the lot. Yeah. Or they put it into a vacation home that doesn't appreciate quite like a rental home or a single family home. Well, we see a lot of people pull cash out, pay off credit cards, and then run the credit cards right back up. There you go. Same thing. We endorse it if it's a transaction for Tony Mendez. We don't endorse <laughs> it if it's a financial plan. You find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does home equity loans. He does equity lines. He does all sorts of mortgages and much, much more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at What to do when your financial aid doesn't get you far enough in college? Do you take on debt? Do you not? Big question, right? What do you do when your girlfriend gets pregnant and it's like the game of life, spin the dial, like go straight to jail. <laughs> oh, that's never a good thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. Frontier adds two cities to its nine route expansion. Do you fly Frontier? If you do, that's good news. If not, maybe Norfolk or Denver or Norfolk or Orlando or maybe one of these markets they're getting into will help you. Just to keep competition a little bit lower, a little bit higher. Keep competition a little bit higher, keep prices a little bit lower. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. He's going to talk a little financial planning and long-term care, which is something, quite honestly, that my mother's involved with, right? She can't take care of herself. She kind of can a little bit, but not fully. Long-term care, I will tell you, is not cheap. Chad? One of the things I said I'd talk about today is long-term care insurance. And this is something that... uh, you know, when I first got into the business in the early 90s, I started with my grandfather and he had, you know, he was in his mid 60s. So his clients were even older than him. We started to see people all the time go into nursing homes and it was tough. I'd get calls and usually it was from the, the wife and they'd say, you know, my husband's gone into a nursing home or my husband needs to go into a nursing home, but we can't afford it. What do we do? Um, oftentimes, too, we see caregiving situations where and I see this the most with the spouse ends up taking care of the husband. Husband health starts to fail sooner. 
the the spouse, the wife is taking care of the husband and her health and her lack of balance in life, lack of being able to do anything else, but be in that caretaking situation, her health falls much quicker. And, and sometimes they, she passes away even before the husband. So you got to plan for this. Some cultures, the kids are taking care of the parents. It's not really happening in our culture this, these days. So long-term care insurance became popular. And then companies came in and they drastically underpriced it. Now they're raising their rates left and right. So what do you do? Should you even buy the long-term care insurance? Uh, I had a question from somebody at the event last Thursday, and her daughter is working at a company that's actually offering long-term care insurance, but it's the parents can also get it through the group plan. And when you uh, there's there's good things to get th- through group plans at your company. That's disability insurance, and in this case, long-term care insurance, because the rates are usually cheaper. Life insurance, you are usually much better off getting on your own. But the group long-term care insurance, this is a a lady who asked the question. She said, I fought breast cancer four or five years ago. I don't think I can get long-term care insurance on my own. The only problem is that it was through Genworth. That's the company that's offering the long-term care insurance, and that's a company that's not doing so hot. If you have bought long-term care insurance on your own, you've seen rate increases several times since you owned it. Not a lot of rate increases on group plans yet, so we'll see. I had another question from, uh, let's see, got the last name here, so I won't say that, but let's just call him Bill for now. Um, My workplace makes long-term care insurance available through group coverage Genworth. It's portable if I leave the company. My wife and I are over 40, me closer to 50. She currently works, but will stop soon. We have two young kids, possibly one more. We have many years of fiscal responsibility in our lives and a minivan. I love that. It just shows you where they're at in life, right? We have a comfortable amount saved living in the Bay Area. I just don't understand the economics of long-term care insurance. Should I get it? Should my wife? When should we start? Do I pay an extra to have it increase at 3 to 5% annually or just get more coverage? The company says it generally doesn't increase rates. only did once for historically underfunded early insurance. Um, also, the rest of my insurance, life, disability, et cetera, are currently through work. It's a good question. It's a question that a lot of people have. Is like, when do I start shopping for it? Especially if you have a situation where you had to care for your parents. Or in my case, I saw my mom leave work for about three years in order to care for my grandparents as my grandfather was going through a kidney failure and on dialysis, we were taking turns taking him dialysis all the time. And then shortly after he passed, my grandmother went into memory care. And even though she was in a facility, a memory care facility, it was still almost a full-time job for my mom to keep an eye on it, making sure she had the meds and the other things that she still have to get and pay for that the facility doesn't necessarily offer. And the Bay Area, those costs are running at close to $100,000 a year. And that is something that most people can't afford. And not only could your parents probably not afford it, you can't afford to take the time off to do the things that you need to do to help them out. It's a tough situation on everybody. It's that sandwich situation. Um, so what do you do? Do you look at it? Usually I'd say age 55 to start looking at it is the right age. And I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. One of the more interesting things of talking about long-term care is you never think you're going to need it. 
But when you do, it's very, very expensive. It's just like I saw a statistic year over year. Pedestrian fatalities are climbing, skyrocketing, up 46% since 2009. And it's far outpacing growth in overall traffic, which, again, you've probably heard about a couple planes having problems up in the sky. That's going to happen more and more because the volume of planes flying is increasing. So you're going to hear about it more, and you're going to think, man, I don't remember all these planes having problems when I was a kid. It was a lot fewer planes. But almost 6,000 pedestrians, people who might have been out for a walk, people who might have been trying to burn off a little bit of lunch, trying to cross a street quickly to get to work. 6,000 pedestrians were killed by motor vehicles. Now, what do you think your reason is? You know, that's almost twice the number of deaths tied directly to September 11th. Number of pedestrians on the road uh, killed, and it's climbing. It's it's in the United States. It's it's all time high. Some people would probably say texting while driving is a problem. Marijuana legaliz- legalization could potential, right? Could just be a lot of distractions. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. If you play the bleachers on Spotify or on Apple Music, they've got some um, alternative versions. I'm, I'm digging. I'm a big fan of bleachers. Saw their show last year. Sweet. Enjoyed it. Surprisingly so. Made me feel 10 years younger. Eating one egg a day can significantly reduce your risk of heart disease, according to a major new study. Are you kidding me? We grew up in a world where eggs were part of a breakfast with bacon, and then bacon became evil, and then eggs became evil, and now eggs can now actually add life to you and cut down 26% less risk of a a hemorrhage stroke, 28% less risk or lower risk of dying from a, a stroke, and an 18% lower risk of dying from cardiovascular disease. Okay, so now is egg a grain or is egg a protein? <laughs> like, I don't know. Is it got gluten? Does it not have gluten? I know. I'm just trying to say that some of the things we assumed growing up, we have changed our mind on. Electric cars are going to wipe out 7 million barrels of oil demand by 2040. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? You're like, I like the earth. That's a good thing. Well, how about if you're in Saudi Arabia and you don't have a diverse economy? And you also happen to be a monarchy ruling your people and they they don't have anything because you got the oil. Homeowners are increasingly saying now is the best time to sell a home. That's a headline out there. Homeowners agree that this is the right time to sell, especially given the favorable prices. And yet we have no inventory on the market. We know... We're saying that we think it's the right time to sell, but yet we're not selling. High borrowing costs and unaffordable housing could be one reason why homeowners are unwilling to sell off their property. Tiny men does. Kind of interesting, right? BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He did my recent mortgage. Super easy, super pleasy. Um, more, homeowners, more homeowners right now think it's the perfect time to sell than they have in the past 26 years. More. I mean, it could be one to two, but um, yeah, it, but it is a high number or a higher number than we've been looking at. It's, it's the trend. 
and we're seeing at the same time we're seeing more seller or more buyers think it's a good time to buy or at least the interest is there so uh yeah no inventory it's weird to hear that sellers think it's a good time to sell but there's not enough inventory out there. There's certainly it tells you buyers. that home is where the heart is because people are having a tough time letting go. Well, the problem is, is when they sell, there's, they're likely going to buy another house. It's where's the inventory that they're going to buy. The home that I bought eight years ago has gone up a million dollars in value. My friend Mark Dannon, he bought a home for about 700000 in Napa a couple of years ago. Fixed it up really nice. Uh, made it very Mediterranean. Fire came up into Santa Rosa, almost got into his uh, area where he lived in Napa. He cold turkey sold, and he's never looked back. That's I think that's the big issue, looking back and regretting. Like, remember that place I had in Washington, D.C.? Like, <laughs> I don't even want to look it up. And, and that's another thing. Like, remember when there was, like, stock market crashes in 2000, 2002, when we used to get paper statements from your broker? You'd be like, I'm not opening it. I'm not opening it. Just going to sit on the window seal for a couple weeks there. Yep, coupons and... Well, see, I'm not talking coupons. I'm talking... Sometimes people don't want to deal with the truth. Is Now is a good time to sell your home. I've made a million dollars. If I was an eight-year-old boy and you come in, came back to me as an eight-year-old self and say to yourself, one day you're going to buy a home and in eight years it's going to go up a million dollars. All you're going to have to do is is not sell crack out of it. Is not turn it into like, you know... And there is a house in my neighborhood on a hill that, that was manufacturing crack cocaine. Um, and it sold at a record price too, you know, kind of thing. So you could actually sell a record. That's crazy, right? I just said it out loud. You could actually sell a crack house now and get top dollar for it. Cause someone's going to come in and knock it over. But anyway, people know it's the best time to sell and yet they won't. And if they, if the problem is, is where are they going to go? Oh, there you go. And that's um, why I brought up Mark Dan and he went to Flagstaff gone, plays yeah. golf every day. Um, so are there, well, we have prop 13 too. So it might be more expensive for somebody to replace their house somewhere else at the same price, even, you know, moving equity from one city to another. So, and then you have the other propositions that allow you to hand the house down to your, your family, your parent, your children or your grandchildren, uh, and keep the tax basis. And, and a lot of, I'm running into a lot of people who've taken advantage of advantage of that. And more and more people are talking about that's what they're going to do. So is inventory going to grow just because sellers think that it's a good time to sell? Probably not unless they all do it at once. Um, That's, and then we need other places around the United States for them to do the same thing. So there's inventory and we're not building enough. There's not enough new homes being built. We're still concentrating more on building. We're building, but we're building multifamily homes. Are you going to sell your single family house and move into a condo? I have a bigger question for you. Remember when eggs were bad and now <laughs> eggs are good, right? Yeah. Do you remember my idea of us? I had a single family home. Are idea. you saying single family house compared, compared I, to like part, a condo? Like I, condos were bad. Now they're good. As a kid, I dreamt of a single family home of a McMansion. And now again, I didn't get one. It's a 1700 square foot home, but it's up a million dollars in value since mm-hmm. I bought it. If I sold it, but it's only a paper gain. And again, pulling the trigger on paper gains it's like, you know, you could have $5 million of the stock and next day it's worth nothing or next day it could be worth $10 million, And it's pulling the trigger is my is my big freak out on it. Um, the average millennial is going to spend over $200,000 on rent before buying a home. And Generation Z will spend even more. Um, I throw that out there because as a landlord, I think that's great. Um, you just threw in front of me an article that says in these four cities, renting long term can cost you over two million dollars. Let me guess the Bay, the Bay Area is on the list. Yeah, Bay Area is on. So, yeah. 
thought you would have to guess that one. Seattle? Oh, that's kind of... Seattle, ugh, Detroit. In the same period of time. Yeah, yeah they just do that 000. as a comparison, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I do know people that are lifetime renters. Mm-hmm. I know a couple that they throw around money that you would think that, that they, they're worth a lot. Worth almost nothing. They rent their house. Their house is shambles. I mean, it, it like bed bugs. First thing Which you think them, they, they might be able to do that because they rent. Uh, right. It wasn't that the old days. That was that was the the egg. Right. It was the bad egg. You oh, used yeah. to rent. And what do you think about you the rent? idea that millennials are going to think of condos as their nest egg? And you and I thought of like we are moving back home. into the cities. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is the big trend. We are, even though single family homes are still the more desirable type of property, uh, but the urban revitalization is really what we've been seeing more and more in cities across the United States. I mean, we, we get those shops, we get the coffee, you know, you have a coffee shop, the movie theater, if people go to movies anymore, and um, a couple good restaurants, and you put some condos all around it, and they have everything they need. And oh, by the way, right around the corner might be the bus that takes them to work or the train. One of last year's hottest real estate markets is cooling off fast. Toronto. Sales to new listings ratio is an indicator that real estate agents use sometimes to determine a buyer's or seller's market. When it's between 40 and 60, the market's considered balanced. Above the range is a seller's market. This is when sellers can start demanding more concessions, uh, like higher prices. Below the range is the buyer's market, and it's now dipping into the buyer's range. Um, In Toronto. Now, again, that's just one market, and... I don't know, like just the idea of someone buying my home and me walking away with that extra million is ridiculous to me, but yet it's happening. Um, I I don't know anything about Toronto real estate, but that is what you're naturally going to see when more people are going to sell the properties. And I think that's a lot of people here in the Bay Area are wondering when that's going to happen, because it will eventually happen where we will have some sort of sell off. Um, will it happen anytime soon? I don't think so. I think there's more people moving into the Bay Area that are looking for all the amenities. A big chunk of that being jobs and the incomes. Um, But eventually, there's going to be more inventory in the market. And uh, I'm still worried about, Rob, where people are going to move to. I think smaller homes. Where? Yeah, I know. Here? On on railroad tracks. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you go to the, the peninsula and there's... Every other bus stop or train stop, there's more condos going out. Because you could walk to work. You can walk to the train. Walk to the train and you're at work. Which is interesting because to me, one of the uh, signs of this might be a top or it's getting close to a top is when you see the Cupertino City Council. And these are people who are like, okay, we're going to make left grip for everybody. Okay, okay, okay. Who can we get? And taxes is the taxes. They're now starting in Cupertino looking around and saying, um... You know, Sunnyvale's doing it right now directly of saying, for every employee that Intel has, we're going to charge $3 a month or something like that. It's an employee tax on top of the city tax, on top of the sales tax, on top of the state tax, on top of the federal tax, tax, on top of the payroll tax. And that 3%, $3 that we charge, we're going to go and put all that money into affordable housing. Now, again, $3 is a a made-up number, but you get the idea. At some point in time, Facebook and Apple and Amazon, like Amazon is tired of the taxes of Seattle. It's no secret that they're saying we want a second headquarters because we don't want to continue to be taxed as the big guy. So we'll be two big cities instead of one super large city uh, employer. And uh, that's when real estate can shift. So it's like, what have you heard about Detroit in the last five years? Nothing but good things. What did you hear about Detroit for the 15 years before that? You know, RoboCop was there. RoboCop was in Detroit. 
Because it was such a, a cesspool of crack houses. I'll be back. Crack house in Detroit once was worth $10,000. You put that same crack house in the Bay Area, it's worth $2 million. It's a fixer upper. Oh, it's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoadSource.com. BayAreaLoadSource.com. You can talk second homes. You can talk getaway homes. You can talk relocation. You can talk about that apartment now and the average home cost in the Bay Area. And again, home is where the heart is. Is it 400 square feet? Is that enough? When prisoners get more square footage than employees at Facebook or Tesla or... It's an interesting, interesting switch. But again... I think the days of the dreaming of a McMansion for a lot of young kids is going to be pared back aggressively in California. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Man, you buy one thing from Pottery Barn, they send you 50% coupons and emails forever and ever. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. And, you know, again, this is a stick of mine. It's, it's getting you to retirement. Um, I, I feel blessed that I've been you know, smart enough to figure out something to actually help people. And uh, I get recognized on a regular basis because I do radio and television which is great, and it's, it's nice, it's lovely. I'm kind of a big deal. Except for when it's not. <laughs> and it kind of sucks, but that's okay. So one area that I, I really want to, again, just continue to push some of these concepts that you can push on your kids. You know, maybe it's too late for you. I see a lot of people work their, their whole lives, you know, they, they, they save a little bit of money. Then they have a kid, and that's going to be expensive. And a good friend of mine, just her daughter just finished up going to NYU University. Awesome school. Great location. Unbelievable professors at NYU. But she's got a degree in acting. And do you know what most people in, with degrees in acting end up doing? Not acting. So that, that's like, that's a... $150,000. I'm not going to say the word mistake, but that is a mother who has sacrificed a lot of her future so that her daughter could become be in a, a Tisch school of acting. And I can do ballet and I can do tap. So in your 20s and 30s, that's kind of when you start when you need to start pushing some of these ideas. You know, if you're going to pay for your kid's school, you you got to make them pay for some of it. You can't just say, stay at home and play video games all day. I'll, I'll send in a check. You want to start living within your means. You want to start making savings a habit. Probably the best thing I ever did. This was just horrific. Horrible story to tell you something. When I was 18, there was a car crash. And I was laid out pretty good. Someone rear-ended me. And, uh... I have a brother who's a personal injury attorney, or he was at the time. Now he's doing all sorts of law. But at the time, he goes, okay, so what happened, Rob? And I was like, okay, I was just sitting there. And the poor woman who rear-ended me, she gets out of the car and she goes, I hit the accelerator instead of the brake. It was my fault. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't want to admit things like that, lady. Um, so anyway, I had a neck strain. That's all it was, was a neck strain. And you know what a neck strain is? It's kind of like one degree beneath wearing one of those big funny things around your neck, a brace. 
So it wasn't even that. I got some Valium. I, you know, my back tensed up. It was kind of fun. It was nice. Um, but my back is, is messed up still to this day. So I got $3,000 for it. Remember the day it was like, well, here's what's going to happen. They're going to say a thousand and you're going to say no. And they're going to say 1500 and you're going to say no, 5,000, 10,000. And eventually y'all are going to settle on 3000 because every, that's what it's worth. That's exactly what it's worth for them to not litigate and to settle out of court. So he was right. They settled for 3000 I started investing it at age 18. Um, I was like, okay, I don't, don't want to go out and buy a new car. Don't want to go out and do anything like that. Don't want to go out and spend money like, woo, I hit a lottery. So I don't look at tax returns as, as a, a big payday. I don't look at it as a, like, a, ooh, let's take the lady out for dinner tonight and, and get some romance going Woo-hoo! with an expensive $500 dinner because I got a $500 refund. The $500 refund you got was the money that you gave to them by mistake. That was part of your old paycheck, and you just decided to give them too much. So in your 20s and 30s, you kind of want to start thinking about all this stuff. In your 20s, you, you kind of, if you get into a car accident, if you do get a settlement, you put it towards the market, you go, I put one foot in front of the other. Another Disney song that, damn you, Walter. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, in your 20s, you kind of, getting started's the toughest thing, right? But then also you, in your, I, I say teenagers should have a credit card, a secure credit card, and you should monitor it and, and teach them. It's like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. So I've moved on from one foot in front of another to Crosby, Stills, Nash. So teach, teach your children well. So they'll grow up swell. I never understand the words to songs, but you get the idea. Oh, there we go. That's so 90 seconds ago. Remind me to tell you the Disney story at some point in time about Walt Disney and Manassas, Virginia. Okay, I'll do it real quick. They were going to build... Disney had proposed a Disney America. And Manassas was kind of a... There was a battlefield there, and it's just outside D.C., so there's tourism. There's there's a lot of infrastructure. It makes a lot of sense for Disney to set up another park there. But when the proposal came out, they're like, okay, there's, you know... The Disney way of doing business. We'll put in another airport. We'll put in another road. We'll do all that kind of stuff. But the citizens had grown up and their daddies, 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 daddies literally fought in those fields kind of thing. And it was very historic. And Disney, we were afraid that Disney was going to come in and put a theme park there that was going to be all zippity doo dah, zippity day. Like that was a that was a Disney move movie that had a slave in it. And my oh my, what a wonderful day! It's offensive. It's too clean. It's too sterile. So Manassas freaked out and like, no, no, we don't want you. And they, they, they basically turned down a big company coming in with jobs and tourism and putting them on the map. But Disney didn't know how to handle it right. So anyway, oh, get your teenagers credit card. Should I finish that thought? Secure credit card. Monitor it. It teaches them, and you're going to make a mistake on a credit card. Because it's too easy. It's other people's money. It's 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 invisible. It's not yours. It's, it doesn't come out of your paycheck. It comes out of your future paycheck, right? I'm Rob Black. This is Coldplay taking us out. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show.